0: i tell that person in high school how much you liked them. Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decisional moment changed the course of their lives and how things
1: might have looked if they had never happened. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: My guests today are We Are Twinset, also known as Sarah Ellis and Philippa Ross. Sarah and Philippa are creative directors, stylists, content creators, and the founders of the brands We Are Twinset and What The Brand. Both from London, Sarah and Philippa both started out with successful careers in fashion and styling and quickly became best friends when they first met. Through their love of style and similarities, they started blogging and documenting their classic trends, both high street and high end, and We Are Twinset was born. We Are Twinset has become the leading online destination for luxury content creation, synonymous with timeless style, innovative brand partnerships, and trend-defying fashion, with a growing fan base of over 400,000 across Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. In 2021, they launched their very own brand, What The Brand, with a 10-minute sell-out first collection and celebrity fan base. The brand is an actual extension of Sarah and Philippa's fashion and lifestyle platform. Their talents don't stop there with their podcast Twinset unzipped with conversations around motherhood, entrepreneurship and fashion. And they both have two children and live in London with their husbands. As a duo who have no signs of slowing down anytime soon and growing their self-made empire. I cannot wait to find out about the sliding doors moments that they've had along the way so far. So welcome to sliding doors, Sarah
2: and Philippa. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you. Us. And what a lovely introduction.
0: Well, it's all things that you guys have done. And I'm so excited for this chat. I think it's been a long time coming. And I'm so happy that we finally got together. And I've given a bit of an introduction there to who you both are. But to the listeners who don't know who you are in a bit kind of like, oh my gosh, what's a content creator? What's an influencer? Do you want to explain a bit in your own words what you guys do? So um, We Are
3: Twinset was born because Sarah and I um, are When we first, well, you were at uni. I went to London College of Fashion for a year. And when we left, we started our careers. I was at U Magazine um, working as the fashion assistant there under Caroline Baker. And you were working with Mark Hayes at at the ITV Lorraine show. So our day job, that was very much our life, our world, styling was everything to us.
2: And we had a dream come true to kind of start off our careers in something that we felt so passionately about and that was so innately us.
3: And also, I mean, I know that you felt this as well, but especially in the magazine world, working in a fashion cupboard, it was even then still quite a new industry. Do you remember like programs like The Hills and things like that? Oh my God, yeah. Even like Ugly Betsy
0: when she was like in the fashion closet. Exactly.
3: So I remember being at school and then at London College, College of Fashion and no one really knew what it was like to assist a stylist. So even then, our our work then was still so new. So we would always see each other at press days, which are events that brands would put on to showcase new collections. And the PRs for the brands would always say, oh, do you know Sarah? Or do you know Philippa? You look so similar. Um, And it was at one Marks & Spencers press day that our eyes connected over the room. Across the room. Across the room. And
2: as they say, the rest is history. And Twinset was born. Amazing. On that later. That, there was More a lot, on that later. Way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we just started, it was before Instagram. We took outfit pictures. Our husband took our photos on the I weekend. I remember it was
0: against that kind of wall near your yeah, house. Flats, yeah. yeah.
2: And kind of from that, as you know, the world expanded and Instagram came, it just kind of, you know, we've made it into our careers. I think we were very lucky at the beginning when we started Twinset that we had such strong relationships with brands because of our day jobs. So when we reached out to brands and we said to them, this is what we're doing, we had our first project with MS, you know, the day we sent the email and it kind of catapulted from there. Um, and I think because all we were doing was sharing our outfits, being authentic to ourselves, mm-hmm. it it worked, you know, we were just being us. And I think the fact that we had each other to do it gave us the confidence to keep going, like when one, and we always say this now, if one's having a bad day, the other one always, you know, what's the word? Picks, picks, each, picks other, each other each up other. yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. And we're such a good team and we both bring such different things, but also similar things to the table and it kind of just works. So But even just,
3: then, even also when we first started We Are set Instagram... It yeah, it wasn't. Things.
0: Yeah, because I actually remember because you guys are the real like OGs of all of this stuff. And I remember when you started your blog, didn't you have like a website that had like illustrations of you both? And I yeah, remember yeah. Were, like we twin set starting. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was just the blog and then it became Instagram and then YouTube and then the podcast. And I think ultimately we just share what we love, whether it's home, whether it's fashion, lifestyle, what we buy for our kids, our husbands. And we kind of just share that across now, you know, quite a few different platforms, which then gave us the opportunity to create our own brand because we really, you know, with our audience, we feel so connected to our audience. And Mm. we we were like, we want to do it ourselves. We want to give them something that's true to us. Um, And when we also started with We Are Twinset,
3: it was very much something on the side. Yeah. And although we loved doing it, you know, we had our jobs that were our, you know, full-time income, our stability. We didn't have kids then yet. You were married. I wasn't even married yet. So Twinset was our kind of passion project on the side, if you like. Yeah. Um, And We, as Sarah said, we just loved doing it, you know, and I always never felt like a chore. It never did. And even though we, you know, now I look back and we we used to say we don't have time. I mean, how we ever thought we didn't have time (laughs) back then. But it's always those things that if you want to make time to do something and it Mm -hmm. feels right,
2: you just you find a way of doing it. And I think as well, we're both very kind of organized people. We like to write things down, know what we're doing when, and we just applied that approach, which is just a natural approach in our everyday lives to Twinset. And that's, I think, why we were able to keep it up and expand because it was just something else to add into our daily lives, but we were doing it with all our passion and all our organization skills. And we just, yeah, And here we are today.
0: Yeah. And when you find something, I think that really drives you and kind of feeds your soul and it's authentic. I think what you guys have always had is authenticity with what you do and that shines through. And if you really think back, like Philippa, you mentioned there about the hills and like, as you say, we all kind of grew up watching those shows and wanting to be part of that world. When you think about what you guys wanted to be when you were younger and kind of like, if you thought about like, you know, yourselves sitting here now with everything you do, is this kind of where you would have envisaged you, your life being? Is this kind of what the dream always was for both of you? It's funny, we were having this exact conversation the other day, actually, in the office. Um,
3: I actually always, I always knew I was going to go into some level of fashion, whatever that meant. I grew up, my dad was always in fashion, my um, grandma and uncle, always in labeling and production. So that was definitely, it was like in me. I always Mm. knew that I'm, I'm a creative person. But actually, I think at school, if you were to ask me, I thought interior design Visual merchandising was actually going to be more my path. Yeah, um, and it's weird because there's so many moments. I know, say you you get emotional about it because you kind of you when you're kind of keeping up with the the race of it, and what's it called, like the hamster, the wheel, rat race, the rat race, yeah. that one. It's hard to actually think okay what well, what we're doing is actually this is really great like we we're, we're doing you know we're living we're, our dreams we're working mm-hmm. hard and it's re- but it's hard to to take that in when you're part of it and also we're still so we're back, growing you? Still yeah. yeah so much
2: so, and I think that's a really good point because sometimes when you're just do, doing the motions of the day to day you mm-hmm. don't kind of take a step back like you said and think like wow I, I think growing up, I didn't know that this these things weren't around to be a possibility. Yeah. But I think if I would have known growing up, this could be my life. I think this is, oh, here it comes. <laughs> and I also think <laughs> emotion, oh, I think I this is what it. I would have always dreamed of because I do feel every day we're living our dreams. Yeah. Every day gets better and better and we achieve more and we're growing as a team and in what we do, we're so proud of. And I think that young Sarah would be very proud (laughs)
3: now. and also I think because when you were ITV it was so on the go you didn't like have your base your hub whereas now you know you come into our office and there's we're like a team of eight now and there's the buzz and the office chat and everything so
2: yeah it's Do you know what I mean? Though I think if we would have known that this was a possibility when we were younger, this would have been our dream. Oh my god! And I think the moment that the the moment that sometimes really kind of gets us going in the week is when you walk into the office and everyone's there, and it's like, wow, this is our office, and you know what an amazing we've got an amazing group of girls that work with us, and they all have bring so much to the table. And I think that's the moment that gets me often is like just looking around the room.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Cause like I, even me, like I've obviously known you guys for a long time and followed everything that you've done. And it's, you make such a brilliant point. We have to take those moments and realize, cause we can run, run, run every day and things are busy and your mothers and things go wrong, things go right. But Honestly, if someone described your life to you that wasn't your life, you'd be like, that girl is smashing it. How amazing. And we've got to take these moments because they are dreams come true. And Sarah, I know that there's I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a little bit of a story as well? Because you started off at Lorraine. And I swear someone told me once that like it was your dream to work there, and you kind of saw someone in a in a cafe and just gave them your number. And that was kind of a sliding doors moment for you in the sense of kind of going for what you wanted.
2: So I was at uni. I finished uni, so I was doing work experience, and I always wanted to go into fashion, but I didn't know—I didn't really know what the fashion yeah. world was about. Obviously, like Phil said, you know, you you have the idea of the magazines and stuff. Well, like you just that. also
0: thought all you could be was a designer, like you didn't exactly. Really, oh, what but that I was never my. Yeah, that was never
2: for me. So I got, I was doing work experience in like PR and um, online magazines, was like handbag.com. I don't even, it's not around anymore. And then I saw Mark Hayes. So I used to always watch on the rain in the big top shop, RIP, big top shop, Monster oh, Circus. Yes. Um, and I just went up to him and I was like, I love you. Can I come for work experience? He was like, yeah, here's my number. Um, called him the next day, went for work experience. And then I never left. And it was a dream job and it was very fast paced we were here we were there we were filming we were shooting we were going you know traveling around and i i loved i loved it so much and mm-hmm. i think i probably speak on behalf of both of us the skill set we learned from having those roles yeah. and what we can bring now to our current skill set we we would never be where we are today if we did not learn the way we did yeah. you know doing the work experience you know working under people being on shoots that go wrong Oh, so many wild things! Even like making cups of tea.
0: Like honestly, I remember working in a showroom, and literally all I did was wash up cups after
2: every single buyer's appointment. All the returns, (laughs) the you know, going up and down Oxford Street with IKEA bags, going into the shop. We still do that. (laughs) Going into the shops when you used to go on all your trips and all the dockets and all that stuff. Like you know, I think it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important to kind of. You know, when you work your way up, you've got to experience all those things. For
0: sure, and you can do that for other people now. And, I was, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I just think also because I, I always think with the girls in the office, they have such fun jobs. Like, how lucky yes. are they that this is their job,
0: and they've got nice and, bosses as well? Because you guys <laughs> like very, very no, nice. exactly. Yeah.
3: But equally, like you know. um, Grace in particular, because she assists us on We Are Twinset and she's with us all the time. So she'll come to Cannes with us and shoot the What The Brand campaign. And it's so amazing and it's so mm. exciting. But equally, she's just as happy to help rack up everything in the office, to steam everything. And it's those things that perhaps someone might think, well, I, I don't want to do that. But that's the process in, in learning what it takes to Build a business and to learn those foundations and key values, yeah. and that's everything that we learned. So, yeah. you know, with our team, we hope that we're able, as Sarah said, to pass on our skill set and and teach them like how, how we learn to grow and and I think also the issue perhaps with social media and so many people thriving and doing so well off of it, that perhaps these girls or boys, you know, they, they grow their businesses from their bedrooms. So there's Mm -hmm. no human interaction. And, um, I think for our team, especially, you know, if we can't go to an event, we'll always ask the PR, can our girls come just to have that experience of meeting someone, introducing yourself, like all of those different things that we take for granted of just knowing how to be business minded, those are really important values that you yeah, have to learn. Sure. So um, that's we're really hot on that with the team. Yeah.
0: And also, I think when you find someone that's willing to do all those jobs and they've got a good egg, because it's so hard to find people these days that like do want to do the graft and just don't think yeah. that you get it handed to you on a plate and, you know, that they'll do that. Then you kind of, you're like, you want to nurture them and you want them to hundred percent.
2: And I think the good, listen, the good comes with the bad. There's always going to be, and we still, we still have stressful days of like, you know, we were filming our new collection um, we're doing some stories and some videos and it was that day last week when it was like 35 degrees and this room that we're in now sadly doesn't have air conditioning. We were, when I say drifting from every pore (laughs) of our body, but we still got on with it and did it. You know, there's always going to be those amazing experiences, but then the the flip side of it. And I think you've got to be able to do it all, whatever stage of the ladder you're at exactly
0: and we've said there that you know you're not twins but you kind of class yourself as soul sisters and best friends and you do get on so well but I'd love to know if you guys have ever had like a big blowout argument like do you ever argue well yeah because it's it's like the goss on the street
3: we've never have we ever. there's no goss we've literally (laughs) never had an argument I mean there are times I mean sometimes we annoy each other it's just like
2: "Uh," but never like We've never. Fallen I think out we. Or, I think we got a lot of respect. We've for got each a lot other. of respect for each other, and I think, of course, they have differing opinions, especially when you know building a brand. If one wants something this way, or the other wants something that way, but I think again, being part of a team, we can then ask other people for their opinions, and yeah. we always we respect each other so much that so we will always hear each other out, and you know, it can't always be my way, and it can't always be your way, and I think that we're we just make a good team, and we both yeah we we know it also. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, if we do say so ourselves, no, I think when you go into business with someone, and also don't forget, our business started from friendship. Yeah. So yes, it's a, it yeah. was a very different thing. But now, you know, although we are soul sisters, we're, we're business partners. So um I think when you have that close bond and relationship, as long as you've got trust and communication, then you those are like the key factors and I think we trust each other and we respect each other and we always communicate well yeah. with each other so it's never always going to be smooth sailing there's mm-hmm. always going to be things that come our way that kind of rock the and boat life thrown into that exactly. as well. like kids um our babies just started reception this year so you know all different emotions going on but yeah I think those those key values between us just help
0: every day, basically. And it's true sisterhood. That's what actual sisters are like. Like you've kind of got all those levels and most of the time you don't, you know, you're always going to bicker. You're always going to kind of have those moments, but I think it's amazing. It's very, very hard in life to find the connections, especially the ones that you have.
2: I think that we do feel very grateful and I think that comes across. We know what we have is very rare, rare that we can, you know, be best friends, build businesses, because it's not just one with each other, and have kept it going for, you know, 12 years. I think it's we're very grateful that our paths, which we're going to talk about soon, yes. kind of led us to that.
0: Amazing. So you spoke about your path. So before we do talk about your sliding doors moments, yeah. I wanted to ask both of you, what do you believe in when it comes to the sliding doors theory? So the idea of fate, timing, coincidence, everything happening for a reason. What are your thoughts on the theory? I totally
3: believe in serendipity and seren- I That's just
2: so us, isn't it? Mm. Nothing and it's wild. We have so many things. Of course, we can't mention them all today. But we have so many things that happen to us regularly. That can only be because it's meant to be.
3: And often Mm. in the moment, you don't see it. Of course. It might be a couple of years. It might be a couple of days later. It might be be a month. Yeah. Oh, that's why that happened, to allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. So I really, I know there's lots of people that are not really on that wavelength, but we definitely are. Yeah. 100%.
2: And I think we, we say it a lot in the office. It was meant to be, you know, we were meant to do a shoot. Um, we spoke about it on our podcast. We had everything booked and then our product wasn't here. We had paid for a photographer. There was loads of things and it wasn't meant to be. We we saw the bigger picture afterwards, but in that moment we were like, we lost money, but we applied before we knew what the bigger picture was. We were like, this has to be meant to be. This is the only explanation for it. We're not going to stress about it. We're going to own it. We're going to sit in the discomfort of it. And then it all made sense. And
3: actually having that mindset does take the pressure off. It it takes, it protects, it protects you and your mindset, I guess, to know that although this is a really shit and hard situation, to just know that okay, there's there it must will make be sense a one day. It's like that's it's kind of a coping mechanism, I guess, in For a way. Sure. But it does help.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And like I'm quite similar. Like I give myself a bit of time to grieve and be like, yeah. this was a rubbish thing. But actually you're right. I think if you can kind of let go of that and as you say, just know that the good, the bad, the ugly, it all kind of is meant to be in leaders somewhere else. I and think what that's can you specific. learn from it as well? Exactly. I think that's
2: really important. Cause I think there's always a lesson. Um, and then it's, how do you apply that to the next situation? For sure. I love, love that
0: theory. Let's go on to your sliding doors moment. So your first one, which we've touched on briefly, but we're going to go into a bit more detail. So meeting each other at MS Press Day and becoming soul sisters instantly. So this seems like it's the sliding doors moment of both of your lives and um, where you first met. So take us back to that day and explain how you met and why this was such a sliding doors moment for you
2: we were both wearing biker leggings we were yeah. both wearing a long sleeve top we were no. both wearing a gilet from Reese, and we were both wearing gap biker boots the exact same outfit I remember the yeah. it, it very well it was a great wow. outfit for 2000 and yeah. whenever it was one um and we were both at the Marks and Spencer's Press Day. I was with Mark and you were with... No, it wasn't <laughs> 2001.
3: But. I was to say, anyone listening to this said does like to exaggerate. Um, I was
2: 1990. with 1990. Literally, 1980. It was only 20 years ago. Yeah. I read that this morning and was like, no, that was 40 years ago. Um, I was with Mark Hayes, you were with Caroline Baker. And we kind of, we knew each, each other, who each other were. Just, we grew up in similar circles, um, but we'd never actually met. And we were kind of saw each other from across the room. We were like, hi hi and then we kind of went over each other and we were like oh Sarah Philippa and I don't know what happened we were just like let's be best friends I mean we didn't say that physically but we swapped numbers (laughs) we Facebook messaged I messaged you straight away to go out for dinner which you loved about me (laughs) what I
3: loved about it was the fact that back then I, I mean how old would I have been
2: how old were we when you, I was probably 22, 23. Oh, okay. And you were, we were young. Right? Oh no. Yeah. No, 24. I must've been 24. Something like that. Anyway. Young.
3: And I didn't have a diary at that time, although I was working and assisting, it just, that wasn't to know. I, lo- I didn't have kids. I didn't have a schedule, you know, whatever I did, it was just work. It was work. It, yeah. or I just did it. I didn't need to check anything else. And I remember walking to the tube and I get this message from Sarah and it was like, hi, Philippa, so lovely to meet you. Let's definitely get a dinner date in. I can do these dates. And there were a list of like seven dates. Now who's exaggerating? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I'm not. And I remember thinking, wow, she is so organized. But also like, she must be so busy to know that these are her only, only dates time. available. Because yeah. back then I was always free. I had nothing yeah. else to do. Um, and now, because I was know you so well. Yeah.
2: That's just me. I like to be organized. I like to have things in advance. I like to write things down. I We went out for dinner and I think it was more than just the meeting. When we went out for dinner, we had so many parallels in our lives that we were mad like our dads were both called Stephen our grandparents were very, very close friends. Which we had no we, idea about wow, we, both, our amazing. first jobs were both at June. They were just all the we both were obviously assisting. We had we experienced a lot of the same feelings in our jobs, which we it was hard to find someone in that space yeah. to kind of discuss. And we just hit it off straight away and you know you always say I remember
3: coming home to my because I lived at home at the time I remember saying to my mum I've just met my soul sister.
0: It's just like, sort of like going on a really date. I love it.
3: Literally that wild feeling of meeting someone that is just so more than if it's more than a friendship. Your lives are so entwined and there's so as you say many parallel moments but just that like instant spark and it's weird yeah. because it is like going on a first date <laughs> No, you're really special friend. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's so unique. And you, as you say, you can go there and you can know that you didn't probably didn't know at the time what was going to, I mean, obviously you couldn't have dreamt of this, but you probably both subconsciously knew that this was like a meeting that was meant to happen. And do you really believe kind of, where were you both in your careers and your lives? Do you think the timing of this kind of meeting at this press day played a part in kind of, you know, meeting at the time that you did? A
2: hundred percent. Cause I think we were both we were both really striving. I think, I think that's also something that's I think really important to kind of share is that we're both really, really driven. And I think we were back then. So being successful and like growing our dreams was something that we were, was so key to us. So in, in, we never discussed starting our own business and it was actually a mutual friend. We maybe after maybe what a year of being friends or something, we went on a day trip to Paris and we obviously wearing the same thing. And it was when blogs were kind of quite new and she said you guys have got to start a blog together all people do is ask you where your clothes are from
3: yeah so we were yeah. like okay
2: well let's do it and that night we set up com, oh, and that was it lovely. but if we both didn't have the same drive we would have started it and not carried it on so yeah. it needed both of our like true selves and, and to kind of to keep it going and to catapult it and I think yeah we it's just mad to look back at
0: and I guess that like 20 me- years ago <laughs> meeting at the time that you did as well as you say you both had drive but obviously you spent like that year being friends so you kind of weren't meeting yeah. there, like what can we do what can we do and then it gets really you actually like built this authentic friendship yeah. and this authentic connection and then it kind of came naturally out of that and do you think that's kind of a reason why it worked so well
3: yeah and also you know when we did start Twinset, I don't think it was never stressful also I don't think we ever saw it as work it yeah. was just fun Fashion. fun on the side that you know, it wasn't ever I don't think we ever thought, Oh, this is gonna be our business. This at the time that that, that
2: was I don't think we really thought about it. We just no. started it and we enjoyed yeah. it. So we just it was a ho- it was almost a hobby for us, like a passion project. I
3: think also probably up until the last six months, if I'm totally honest, we have had that mindset <laughs> because yeah. we love what we do. So we've never not that we don't take it seriously, we take it very seriously. And trust me, like we work all hours, but mm-hmm. We never, if you would have asked us six months ago, we, if we were honest, it's something that we do because we love it. And it's some, you know, this isn't our job. It's only in the last six months have we had to like really change our mindset and think, okay, we're running two businesses. We have to treat it that way. Yeah. But perhaps also in a really Um, humble way, that's been part of the reason why we are where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that 's a real real positive in a
0: way I fully agree with that, and you guys, because everything that you do is so detail orientated it 's come from experience it 's what you love and it 's not very often that that happens, and it 's not very often that something beautiful kind of blossoms out of a friendship and I think the fact that you still lo- you know i think we we feel bad saying that we love what we do because there are so many people that don 't love what they do as their job, but actually like it 's the best thing in the world, and you 've kind of got to appreciate that and The question I want to ask you is, what if? So what if you hadn't have met on that press day? So do you think you guys would have met at another time? Do you think if the timing hadn't have been right, you may have met, become friends, but not have started Twinset? What if this press day meeting had never happened?
2: It's so funny because I have thought about this before. I can't imagine where I'd be now. And I feel like this was our path. This was our sliding doors moment. So, and I feel that we're so the best version of ourselves doing what we're doing, I almost can't let my mind go there because I yeah. just, I don't, I don't know where I'd be. Where do you think you'd be? Also
3: when I look back, cause when I was at, um, you magazine, I loved my job as you mm-hmm. did. With yeah. I worked so hard to go from the fashion assistant to them running the fashion team. I loved being in Brazil on shoots. Like that really was kind of the peak. Like I loved it. But now looking back with two kids, I just can't imagine being that type of person. Yeah. And not taking away from anyone that still does it because I feel like that being within that environment, it's amazing. I really, truly loved it. But now experiencing what it's like working for ourselves, which we'll go into, but also that was scary as well. Yeah. Yeah. Taking that leap of faith and all of a sudden, you, you work for yourself. I just think you have kids, you get married, you have kids, then you do be- naturally become a different person. Your sure. priorities are different. So if I'm totally honest, I just, I also, and I do remember this feeling really well. I loved you magazine so much that I knew if I went back after having kids and not being that same person, it would ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like I wanted to close that chapter And start a new one now that I am a mum and I've got different priorities. That was actually more important to me than trying to go back and trying to relive and keep up and the pressures and the demands and everything. So, yeah, I just as much as I loved it and I really did, I just
2: can't imagine it. No, I think it's scary when you kind of deep down know that something you love is organically coming to the end. Yeah. Um, and obviously you had that experience with, um, you magazine and with ITV, I did try to go back after I had Lenny and I did try to do both things because I needed to get to that point myself. You know, we hadn't taken twin set to the next level yet. And I just wanted to try like maybe doing both half, half, and it didn't work. Something had to give and it couldn't have been me. Um, and I, whilst I like change and I embrace change, some you know, those our careers, sorry, were such a, a long standing. We were there for a really, really long time. It's yeah. all we knew, it was our first job. Yeah. So taking that leap, which again we'll talk about later, it was super scary, but also it was so right because there was no other choice.
0: Definitely. And I think like what I love about this moment is, is that I'm sure your paths would have crossed at some point, as you say, you both had heard of each other. People were telling you about each other, but I think where would would you have been, but also like the timing of it, like meeting on this press day was meant to be. And I love the fact that you guys kind of believe in that and believe that kind of things are meant to be when they happen.
2: Um, I think what was really interesting, actually, I don't know if you remember this, is we'd never seen each other prior to that day. And then... After we met, we then saw each other at like loads of other press days thereafter. Do you remember? It's like, funny
3: though. Like that's the minute you meant buy to be. New car. All of a sudden, you see. Oh that my car gosh! I was like, about to say. You, know, you see <laughs> that car?
0: You see that color? It's like yeah, everywhere. exactly.
1: So yeah, Sarah like that.
0: I love it. What a brilliant sliding doors moment.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds.
0: So onto your second moment is messaging our co-founder Nikki to ask for advice when starting the brand. She then became our co-founder. So explain why this was such a Slender's moment for you and how Nikki became your co-founder. This is brilliant. For the brand. This is so
2: good. So we in lockdown decided that you know, we really got to kind of focus and learn about our customers, our readers, so much more and we knew it was time to do our own thing. We you know, if the world was changing, we, we kind of were just like, now's our time. We want to do our own brand. It'd been something that had been at the forefront or the back of our minds for a really, really long time. And we just kind of started talking about it in a really like, we're going to do this with us. We never really, with big decisions, we're like, we want to do this and we just get going with it. There's no like, oh, there's no faffing around once we want to do something. We get the ball rolling. And we were quite naive to think at first that we could just build a brand by ourselves. Right. We, I don't. I think we, didn't we always know we needed But I think we could, we thought we could do a lot more than we could. Maybe. And Nikki, Nikki Green is one of my very, very old friends. And she is a buyer, a hugely successful buyer, worked for loads of high street brands, startups. Um, And I just reached out to her saying, I want to pick your brain about something in terms of asking her advice on what we would need to get started. We asked loads of different people um, for advice. And she messaged me back saying, I actually also want to chat to you about work and I was like okay I anyway remember that moment We're so, sitting in your old kitchen yeah, and it was absolutely. like oh because I hadn't I mean obviously I speak to her all the time but yeah not, but not necessarily about, like, about work, stuff. work anyway we got talking we all you know you'd never even really met Nikki before um we got talking we were on zooms because obviously it was lockdown and basically fast forward She was our missing piece to our puzzle. And if I had not sent her that message in that moment and for her to say, I also want to speak to you, the three of us would never have come together. We never would have brought all our expertise because what she had, we were missing. We could not be where we are today with the brand if it was not for Nikki. And the three of us together, it was like, how lucky are we that we met another person that could slot in? into our lives in this way what did she want to talk to you guys about I think she wanted to she wanted to do more she wanted her own thing but i would never discussed it with her before so it was just the most that is crazy that was a wild wild day I can visualize it and on our one year anniversary she made us like she's so thoughtful she made us this photo book And the first page of this photo book was our our WhatsApp message, which said like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And it was like, that's where That's where I love it though, but
0: it happens quite often, doesn't it? Like sometimes you'll message a friend or you'll message someone and they'll be like, oh, I was just about to message you or something. And you feel that it was meant to be at that time. And I think when you kind of, you said, because obviously it had been the two of you for a while and you wanted advice. When you kind of did kind of start speaking to Nikki did it kind of just feel like it was right to bring someone in? Like, did you guys have to make that decision between you, or was it just a natural thing of like, let's just do this as a three? Like, we need to do it.
2: I think we quickly realized that we did not have the skill set required to mm-hmm. start a brand in terms of, you know, Suppliers, merchandisers, quantities, sizing, um, factories. We, you know, whilst we could bring the creative, the ideas, the yeah. marketing, we could bring so much to the table. We've never built a brand before, and she had. Yeah. So I think yeah. instantly it was like whatever we need, Nikki has every single skill set that we would need. And this has, and we thought straight away, this has to be something because of these messages. We knew instantly in that moment, well, this has got to be. And we applied that mindset, this sliding doors mindset to that moment, as like we said, we do to so many things.
0: It's amazing. I'm even getting shivers because I love that. (laughs) I love it when, because also it it really is kind of the stars aligning because she was looking for something you were. And when did you actually take the plunge to start What The Brand?
3: So we... Started the conversations the, like twenty twenty in the summer lockdown. or January, and then it took us a year to launch. We launched it March 21 Yeah, so it took a year of basically building. You know, the craziest thing is we managed to launch our brand having not met any of our suppliers. I mean, now we've gone to Turkey. We have suppliers in India. Um, China. China but we had never met anyone because obviously you couldn't so COVID. we managed to launch the brand over Zoom but also you know now I mean if we didn't have to go to Turkey this year we wouldn't be great but it wouldn't be the end of the world because we had the relationships. yeah so Nikki yeah. had
2: to build relationships no one knew who we were we hadn't people had to take a chance on us because yeah. we would say yeah we want these quantities and they had to trust that we would be able to pay and that, you know, we weren't going to leave them
3: hanging. So in a way also that was all just so meant to be. Yeah. That's, that's really, really hard to be able to get together what Nikki was able to with these suppliers and the warehouse and factories and everything else. So yeah, it took, it took a year and we had a few, um, I think we had a date in mind and then it got pushed back because suppliers, you know,
2: there were delays I think it was unrealistic if we look. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, just so crazy to think back. You know, honestly, and back to what we were talking about this morning, we don't often or if ever look back. Because mm-hmm. we're still so part,
2: But we of also it. look forward a lot.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, which you need to, and like, and that's why. Yeah, I love having guests on the podcast because it gives you a bit of time to reflect back yeah. and be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, if that hadn't happened and that hadn't happened, and the fact that you guys have built your own brand and it's only going from strength to strength is amazing. And what do you kind of think then? Okay, so if you'd not have messaged Nikki on that day, um, you know, because you easily could have messaged her another day. You could have easily not messaged her and asked somebody else how different do you think things would be for you?
2: I don't think we'd have a brand. We would no. well, we wouldn't have a brand. We wouldn't be sitting here in our studio. We wouldn't be where we are today had we not had that conversation because that cut, catapulted us to the next level. Um, I think with Nikki, I probably would have eventually had a conversation with her.
3: Yeah, but then, finally, but then it might know, not then have been the, ra- not be the right time yeah. for her. So, exactly.
0: Yeah.
3: It's just oh. when, yeah, amazing.
0: And does it really kind of make you guys believe that like, you know, your gut, like, you know, in your gut, when things feel right, and you know, when they feel wrong, because you've had so many things that have felt right, that when they don't feel right, you know, it's not right for you. Yeah, I think we're getting think better at it as well. Really
2: learning. Yeah. Because yeah. I
3: don't think anything's ever gonna feel 100%. But almost mm. if it's 80, then run with it. Yes. And that's what totally we're learning agree. now. And also, on the flip side of that, it's learning the power of saying no or stopping something when it really doesn't feel right. Because at the beginning, and this actually goes down to like, even when we started Instagram, we would say yes, yes, yes to everything because you're yeah. building, you're growing, you, you want to try everything, you want to be everywhere. Um, and that's something that we're actually really reigning in now more so than ever is
2: we really can't trusting
3: our guts when it doesn't feel right to just stop
0: Yeah. And the power of no, a hundred percent. And this is such a lovely moment because I think for so many people, when you've got such a strong bond with someone, it's very, very hard to let somebody else in. And the fact that you did let someone else in and you allowed that to know that this is, we need this if we want to build what we want to build is amazing. And thank God you did send Nikki that text on that day and the stars aligned because it's just, it's just a lovely, lovely moment. I need to find Um, that. that message.
2: But got, nikki has got it print, printed out. Does she? Okay, brilliant. Well, it's in the book.
0: We need to print it. Out yeah, so we'll, put, we'll put it on the. We'll put it online yeah. when this episode goes live. So your last sliding doors moment is deciding not to go back to our day jobs after having our first children and taking the plunge for your twin set. So this is a really good sliding doors decision. So we've obviously got moments that happen. Yeah. This, this is a decision that you guys made. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs have had to make similar decisions of timing, mm-hmm. you know, when you're starting a new business and Sarah, you touched on it before. So take us back to that time and explain how you guys made the decision to leave your day jobs.
3: This definitely wasn't a decision made overnight um i remember very well it taking you
2: we were in your way. in-laws i remember we were in your, your in-laws and you were like i just can't go back
3: but there were multiple conversations because yeah. i and i really want to stress that like it's not something that we we overnight were like you know we're not going to go back to umag or itv it was weeks months of digesting thinking pros and cons lists that all of that because taking that leap from having a monthly salary to having that security yeah
2: to then going on your and own that's it was that's a huge decision and to it make. was such a new world then so yeah like, you didn't even we know you could make money, money from it well, we were earning money from Twinset but we didn't know if it was gonna grow or last last, or whatever and also just to kind of add we weren't at the same stage we didn't have our kids at the same time so when Philippa made that decision that wasn't my decision then because I was still trying to have Lenny yeah um so I was working ITV but also doing twin set like I think I went down to four days a week and we still we just made it work it was a that was a very strange time because you had almost made that decision but I wasn't there yet so then I needed to then have my pregnancy and et cetera, et cetera. And then, like I said, I did go back. I did, I wasn't ready to let go. So there was that kind of weird, it probably was a weird period. I don't remember remember it being weird.
3: I remember, well, I remember that vivid time because I was living at my in-laws during this time because we had just, we were renovating our old house. And so I remember you're right. We were in the living room. And obviously at that time I had just had Alfie Um, And Sarah was very much in her IVF journey. So that also was a whole nother level of sensitive chats. Because obviously I had this newborn, Sarah was going through trauma and hell. Um, And it was, it was, there were difficult and uncomfortable conversations to be had because I'm mentally thinking, I've got my baby. You're, you she You're was ready. in a totally different, different headspace to to, to yeah. where I was. I'm
0: probably the first time that you guys had been in different headspaces. Yeah,
3: exactly. So, hundred percent. I really want to stress that, like the the conversations that we had in terms of making that decision was not something that we just overnight were like, yeah, that
2: feels right. You know, mm-hmm.
3: ongoing chats. Like, and also, we hadn't even work.
2: decided that. We were going to do the same thing, as in, like, yeah. you know, I was not ready to leave ITV. I was in such a different, like, mental, like, financial, everything space to Philippa. So it, th- there was quite, I mean, I can't really remember it now, but there was probably a year and a half yeah. of, like, you were on X and I was on Y. We yeah. were in different headspaces. But again, we made it work because I think that's what it comes back to with us. Whatever life throws at us, we've got each other and we've ma- we just muddled through it. So I think then when I obviously got pregnant with Lenny and, you know, took time off, I, I tried to go back briefly to ITV. It didn't work. And then really it was like, hang on a second. We're on the same page. We're going to do this. We've got our ducks in order. We've got childcare sorted. You know, this is our time. We're going to do this. we got an agent. And again, it was Did that you feel the moment was right? Was right. It then, was the, yeah, right the right time because time. that, that agent, it, it was a conversation that I'd had with someone's friend of a friend in LA on email that ma- meant that we could have this meeting with this agent that we'd always have dreamed of, of being with. Yeah, but that we, was at that time. And again, yeah. I don't think we even – we. Had only had now had, that's coming
3: to me. We had had chats yes. about having an agent historically to that, but it definitely wasn't something that we could ever do because I was Just contracted right to, yeah. to You Magazine, Sarah ITV, so there was no way we could have done that. Yeah. So it was only then when we decided, okay, we're gonna close that chapter. Now let's focus fully on Twin Set. But then it allowed us
2: the opportunity the next moment. to um, But I speak do to the agent. I do remember I found that really hard to let go of yeah. ITV. Yeah. I really You've it, been there for so long. I've been there for so long. It was my comfort and it was I loved it. Like you said with um you, I that hit me really, really, really hard. And I would say that sometimes I do struggle, like fully, fully believing. I love what we do, and I'm so proud of us, and I do think we can take over the world. But <clears throat> it was so scary to be like, I'm closing that door, yeah. and everything's on us. It was really scary because we just did not know where it was going to take us.
3: I remember, and there was I'm now, like thinking about it, I can remember that feeling really well. After, ju- I think this was just before I decided not to go back to You magazine. I thought, I'm just going to. S- See, let, let me see. Give myself one last chance. And at the time during my maternity leave, the editor of the U Magazine, who I had the closest connection and bond with, and who I love, was made redundant. And during my whole maternity, I thought the only reason why I'd go back would be for her because she supported me so much. My loyalties are with her. So then, once she then wasn't going to be in yeah. the office setup, I that already made me feel a lot better. I thought, let me just try, let me test my feelings and go see the new editor and see how I feel. And I remember so well walking, obviously bearing in mind, Alfie was um, maybe seven, eight months at this point. I was such a different person already within seven months. So much had changed for me. And I remember walking into that office building and it hit me thinking, whoa, this feels weird. And yeah. I remember sitting down with her and her telling me kind of what w- my requirements would be and what my job spec now looked like. And I just remember leaving that office door and feeling like, no, I'm not that person anymore. And that's, thinking, Oh my gosh, like, I'm getting really emotional. Yeah. It's never get emotional. But, that, but I, I think that that's a really lovely moment to have, to mm-hmm. test your emotions on something For Sure. to know that actually trust my gut here this now is right. So, yeah.
2: and well, I think you probably had a similar when trying to go I back needed to go back for myself. I needed to know yeah. I can't do this. I needed to know there had been so many changes also at ITV with budgets. We changed studios, the journey, everything was different about it. But I needed to go back because I needed to, to know. know that I couldn't do it. And that's just not even couldn't do it. Did I want to do it? And I think I just needed to give myself the challenge, see how I felt and, I knew what the right decision was, but it took me longer to get there, I think.
0: Yeah. But it's it's a brilliant sliding doors moment because or sliding doors decisions, because when I first read it, it sounds like you both kind of had your first child together and then you both left your jobs and it all aligned when actually
2: it didn't, and and it really wasn't like that at all. It was actually a very difficult time. Circumstances and because they weren't aligned and they weren't at the same time. And actually. Again, I've got, it's blurry, but it was a difficult time yeah. and we were navigating a lot of, you know, emotional things and hard situations and also still trying to run a business. And when sure. you throw kind of that aspect into things, a lot of people would crumble or they'd say, I don't want to do this. Cause you could have said, I'm so different. I'm going to just go and get a part-time job somewhere. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you ever would. And that's not who you are. No, but exactly. you could have just said, I can't handle this or I don't want to do this, but you know, The situation, we had to let it lie and we had to let it be. We applied the same approach. What's meant to be will be.
0: And that's why I love it because you went against the grain of what you knew. So you went against the grain of you both being the same and wearing the same things Mm. and being at the same stage. And actually, I think both allowing yourselves to make the decisions that you wanted to make and giving yourselves the time. It's such an amazing lesson of people to give some people patience and time. Mm. Like if something feels right, sometimes it may not happen at the same time, but just allow it, like allow it to happen. Like Philippa was ready, you weren't. But then when you did feel ready, you both probably just felt this like, oh my God, this is our time. Let's go and do this. This now yeah. and it's probably taught you both a lot when it comes to making those gut decisions and big life decisions and I wanted to ask you know do you ever think about if you hadn't have left the jobs when you did and how different life would have been you know Sarah if you'd have left too early or Philippa you'd have stayed too long do you think it really would have affected kind of what you guys have built now? 100%
2: yeah because I think we would not have been able to give it the time yeah. it was something would yeah. have had to have give and but I I, I don't know I feel like I know we got to the decisions when they were meant to happen. So I almost yeah. I yeah, I just I can't imagine it. It just all kind of works out
0: and is that kind of now a lesson that you kind of keep for when you make further decisions it's something you've really learned from in the sense of like you know that sometimes you've just got to give yourself that time and it will come when it's meant to oh
2: Oh my god yeah 100 and And there are so many decisions daily where we're like what is this bigger picture here yeah what is that gut feeling what what are we supposed to be doing how are we doing it what's and we i think we really are on the same page with that we
3: really also have that mentality of like don't run before you can walk like get your (laughs) foundation relations rooted really strong um and we really do apply that to the brand to twin set that like we we're very much of that mentality and the best things are the one the what is something that you nurture that you care for that takes time that grows you know so and it
2: all doesn't make sense straight away and,
3: Always, and yeah. you know some people were lucky and it just does happen overnight but I think don't the best, worry if it
2: doesn't. The best yeah. things
0: are, you know, when you really nurture something.
2: And sometimes when you least expect it yeah. as well, and when it doesn't make sense. A hundred
0: percent. Oh, Sarah and Philippe, I could talk to you for hours. Oh, I feel so like we could, could do me. another another part of the other door. Everything in your lives. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I've got
2: 5,000 sliding door oh, moments. don't Let worry, we can do more. We can do more, but
0: honestly, thank you so much for sharing all your stories. You've both had an amazing journey. As I said before, I feel like you're only at the start of everything that you're going to kind of achieve and I can't wait to see where what the brand goes and kind of just where you guys take it. So just thank you for sharing your moments uh, with us you. today. And
2: thank you. And also want to say to you, we've loved following your journey and your yeah. podcast and all the inspiring people that you have on has really really inspired us in so many ways so well well done to you and we are your fans
0: thank you so much thanks guys Bye. bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of sliding doors if you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring i would love it if you could rate review share and subscribe thank you so much